All right, y'all, it's about to be a long, bumpy ride, so get on in, get your popcorn, whatever, whatever you do when you listen into this podcast, because I realize that not everybody listens to me to stay awake. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But whatever you do when you listen to my podcast, get into it. Y'all, we about to talk. So in all of my days, in my 34 years plus, I have never, never experienced the weird things that I've experienced as an adult here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what I mean by that is I thought when people stopped being your friend or they didn't want to be your friend, I never thought they would text you that. I didn't even know adults did that. Like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, Because to me, that sounds a little juvenile. Uh, I realized that there are some times where you have to cut people off because they're toxic. And when you do that, you sit down and have a mature conversation. You don't get messages that say, oh, I don't want to be a friend. So this is the weirdest place I've ever lived. Um, And I've lived in some different places. I've moved around the U.S. and I've visited different places. I got to say, this is the weirdest place I've ever been to. Like, people will bless your heart to death. People will secretly hate you, but still be in your face having dinner with you. And that's that's weird to me. Y'all super weird if you do this, because I can't sit and break bread with somebody that I secretly have hatred in my heart. for. I, I mean, it's to the point where I will be so anti, I will up and leave a function. Because somebody is there that I, it it doesn't, it's somebody I don't kick it with or I don't have no dealings with. Because I'm the type of person, if I don't have a deal, dealings with you, it has really, it's really something to do with you. And I hate to say, I hope I don't sound ridiculous because most people say this kind of stuff. Like if I don't mess with you, it's just not because you, because you just not real enough. But I mean, and they be capping when they say that. I'm not capping when I say this. I mean, it takes a lot for me to stop dealing with someone. And when I finally stop dealing with them and they're top, they've gotten to an all-time level of toxic and I realize they don't want to get out of it. Because there's a difference between being a toxic person and not wanting to come out of it. Oh, I didn't even give you guys a title yet. So... This is called Let's Chat Good at Relationships, Bad Good at Soul Ties, Bad at Relationships. We'll we'll work it. I'll tweak it. Um, but let's get into it. So what I found out is a lot of people here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the US, in the world, are good at building these superficial relationships. And it's mostly a Western thing. I can't even put that on the East. Like y'all good. It's the West. The West, the Western part of the world is so superficial that all of our relationships, majority, and this is definitely a stereotype because it's parts of the U.S. that you go, if you see somebody dealing with you, they they mess with you heavy. Like they legit hold you down. And it's parts of Tulsa. It's got to be parts of Tulsa where people have genuine friendships. So this does not even generalize Tulsa. But for most of the experiences that I've had in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they have been so fake. Like you have people that are literally saying they friends, but then they, they, I know all their business. I know it because they have a backstabbing two-faced friend, two-faced friend. And so, you know, 
they tell all this person's business. They run them down to the ground and yet they be besties the next day. And my problem with that is that that level of toxic is just new. Because if someone corrupts your soul so much where you have to spit you have to spit venom on their name, but you can still befriend them, you can still spend time with them every day. You are toxic. You are part of the problem. The person is not the problem. You are. I don't care what they've done to you. If you if they have killed someone in your family, I don't care. I mean, that's that's the thing that I can think is the most extreme. If they've killed someone in your family and you have to spit venom on their name all the time, baby, they're still poisoning you. And then what's even worse, what's most toxic about it is that you find those same people dealing with that person again. And I got to a point one time because let me just put it on the floor. I'm going to keep it all the way 100. It's not like I never did it in relationships. So I'm definitely not doing this from a place of looking down on people. But this is some weird stuff, y'all. I have never really experienced this to this level as an adult. And see, when you learn better, you do better. And it's probably because I'm older than majority of the people that I'm around on a regular basis. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's life experience. Maybe these people have because life here in Tulsa is a lot slower than other parts of the world that I've lived in but I gotta say maybe they haven't experienced a lot of life because baby when you experience life and you've been through some things and you see that that stuff is just a dead end and it doesn't work you don't want to deal with it now I'm the type of person where I can love you and kick it with you and still keep it real about your your toxic behavior it's a difference because see what I can say behind your back with that same energy, I can say it to your face. So these people here that I have found is that they scared to say it to your face. So what they do is they talk about you like a dog behind your back. Then after they good and they done dogging you, they go right back and hang out with you. Eat your food, take your money, accept your gifts, want you to be there at their parties, invite you to stuff. And in reality, they really hate you. And this is some weird stuff because where I'm from and just the culture that I cultivated, if I mess with you, I mess with you the long way. That means I'm dealing with you for life. Like I'm assuming that you're going to be in my life for life. And what I found out is that's not realistic. One, but two people change. And majority of the time, when I have to stop dealing with some someone because they change, it's 100% of the time, it's not because they've grown. It's because they have refused to grow. And then not only that, I it's not so much they change. They stayed who they were. They've always been that person, but I had to leave them alone. So that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you don't grow, outgrow people. Um, but when you dog someone and I mean, dogging them, dogging them out, talk about all a business, telling me stuff I would have never, ever known. That's why I have to shut my soul down to things that people say about other people. Cause the next day you'll see that person same, very same day. You'll see that person deal with those people again. So I got to say this and I'm going to do it in a way that doesn't expose the person because I don't, that's not how I'm cut. I'm really not a messy person. So this person that I know of let's call her Amber 
Um, and that's not my, maybe I shouldn't do that, use that name because my sister's name is Amber. So let's just say, let's call her Felicia. Okay, Felicia. Fe- I know Felicia. I met her. She, she seemed cool at first, had a lot of hurts, but who, I mean, at this point, a lot of people have hurts because we live in a world where people develop these superficial relationships and they can even trick you into thinking they're long-term and they're not. They never had any intention of having anything long-term with you, whether it's a relationship uh, between a man and a woman, like a, a, a romantic relationship or whether it's a friendship or y'all just, you know, friends with benefits People have tricked other people into believing that something that they knew would always be superficial is something that would be long term. So I know my intention is not to be your friend for long, but I have tricked you into thinking that I'll be around. So back to Felicia. Felicia had a lot of hurts when I met her. A whole lot of hurts. Still got them. Still got those hurts. And a lot of things that I did was to try to help her see who she was um and see who you know who she could potentially be because that's the type of person I am let's grow together like you call me out on my stuff I call you out on your stuff so what I noticed is that Felicia had a habit of always telling me about myself but never wanted to hear about herself and so it got to a point where you know I'm dealing with her dealing with her dealing with her And I feel like God will reveal people's hearts to me because I'm so set on believing the best of all people. Even when you show me different, I'm set on believing that you can be the very best version of yourself. Because after all, we are all striving for perfection. I've never met someone who has actually said to me I want to be the same person I want to never ever ever change and grow I want to stay who I am I want to you know continue to be toxic I want to stay in this messed up relationship I don't want to better myself I've never met a person like that I'm pretty sure they have there has to be people like that but majority of us are striving for perfection so that's totally fine majority of us are in a place where we have some kind of hurt that we're working through and we're dealing with that's totally fine but when you are in a place where you cannot be told about yourself that you on purpose find this echo chamber for yourself you know how to lie you know how to manipulate and you know how to misrepresent facts to make and turn people and shift people's mode you are on a different level and in some circles they call that witchcraft and this person is in the church so this is a person in the christian church that is you know professing christ and all these things but they have these traits of major manipulate manipulation. They are a very big manipulator. And anything that happens to them, they're a victim. They are a victim. Anything that happens, they're a victim. Um, and they never accept. I've never seen them take criticism and accept it. They would just get bitter with it. If you if you told them, hey, you know, you know what you said the other day that was wrong, they would start crying and making it into your fault and a big deal. And I would get to a point where I would literally tell them, look, I'm not telling you anything else because you're too emotional. Been there though, and I'm not judging them because I've been there myself. I was at a point, um, and I thank God for the ministry that I'm a part of because I was at a point where I was like super emotional every time somebody said something to me. I took it personally, and God had to heal my heart from that. So. Even that, that part of it, 
I was willing to overlook because I've been there and I've seen the other side of it. And it's, you can actually victoriously walk away from that, that type of uh, mentality. I still cry when people tell me stuff I don't want to hear, but at the same time, I make myself, I make force myself to listen to it and to take it in and take the good from the bad and take the meat from the bone, so to speak. Um, and, and keep it pushing with my life. Because ultimately, if you tell me something that makes me better, are you really my enemy or are you somebody who loved me enough to tell me the truth, even though you know I'm a very emotional person who might make you feel super guilty? That's love. So even I was willing to even look beyond that for Felicia. She just coming over my house, you know, spending time with me all the time. And I'm just like, you know, thinking I'm pouring into someone who's a well because when they gave me particular criticism, even when I thought it was a load of crap, I was like, I feel like this is a load of crap. And they were like, well, this is really what it is. And I would take that and I would self-evaluate and I would, I would gauge it off of how I I felt about it and how, um, others around me that were in the same situation viewed it. And if somebody was like, yeah, that's, that's true. I'd be like, okay, take it on. Like, you know what? You were right. This person, every every bit of criticism I was using, they were just using that um, as a way to try to to get me back for all the times where I corrected them uh, about their behavior and I called them out on their behavior. So there would be guys. This person would try to compete with me over, you know, friends. This person would try to compete with me over when a friend did something. Um, to try to like screw me, you know, it looked bad from on the friends and they would try to make that person public enemy number one. And I will always tell Felicia, like, then they're not my enemy. Like they did this. Yes, but they also are growing. And so I got to a point where one day I had left a friend's wedding and I was sitting in, uh, their car and they were just, you know, on the way there, they were just totally negative talking about how everybody so I would bring up Joe Blow Uh, I'd be like you know what Joe Blow is really doing his own thing I mean he working out he looking good yes and then this person was like yeah but they on that stuff and you know just 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 negative just all around negative so I was like you know what I didn't even notice it I just was like okay I'm not about to let your negativity affect me but okay so let's bring up Sue Sue is this and Sue is that and Sue don't like me and my family because of this and that and just running this person down and giving me backstory that I don't need. If I say Sue look cute, Sue look cute. Sue don't, I don't need to know that Sue hurt you back in 1992. I don't need to know all of that. So I was after, after hanging with this person, my guard was completely down uh, because I still tried to force it. Even though God had set up situations to separate us, I didn't listen. And so I was in prayer three days later. That's how long it, it took God for, took for God to get my attention. And who knows how long before then he was trying to create a healthy separation, but I wasn't digging it. I wasn't listening. So I'm in prayer and he was like, remember your conversation with this person this day? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, they were negative about every single person. And I want you to separate yourself from that person because get your and get some space, get some space from that person because I want to speak to you and I want to do some things in your life. 
And I literally had to step away from that person. I told told that person, like, look, I was in prayer. I talked to God and he told me this. Now, I need to do this. I need to create this separation. She, Felicia forced it. Felicia forced it so much um, to a point where everywhere I turned around, she was there. Even though I asked her for space. So she violated the boundaries that I set up because of something that I felt deeply convicted about. Like not being around someone that negative all the time. And it was deep conviction because I got this conviction in prayer. It wasn't like I read something on social media and it inspired me to leave her alone. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. God had to bring my attention to it. Y'all had to say, remember that time when you were talking to that person? They brought up something negative about every person you brought you bring up. Now, you're not supposed to be that person. You're not supposed to be sitting here telling people negative things about every person. You don't, you're, that person is corrupting your spirit. And I had to literally let them know, like, because I'm naturally a very joyful person. I'm normally a very, uh, like, it's easy for me to believe something good about you. Hard for me to believe something bad about you. I mean, you would have to present receipt after receipt after receipt. And then still, I would go into my prayer closet. And I'd be like, you know what, Lord? If it weren't for your grace, that would be me. So, you know, I just pray for that person. Honestly, this is who I am as a person. And I told her about herself. And y'all... It all went down. Now, this was back in, like, the beginning of the year. Let's say that. And so, it all went down recently when the person was like, well, I just don't, I feel like we should go our own separate ways. Now, as an adult, they and they did this over text message. They didn't, they spoke to me the few days before. They didn't say anything about it to my face. They t- waited until uh, it was a time where I'm like, what's up with you? I haven't heard from you. And they were like, oh, well, I feel like we should end our relationship. And I was like, cool. Because you've been negative the whole time. And I've been really forcing it the whole time. And I would not let God speak to me. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. We do. This is toxic. We do need to end this. And when I said that, that person literally tried to argue with me. And I said, you've been negative. And I was like, you have not changed pretty much. And they were like, well, I know. I understand this is backlash for what I said. I don't care. When I say you like negative, I'm blocking all negativity that is, you know, it's one thing when a person sees their faults and they want to grow and, but in the interim, this person the whole time was holding and harboring this offense with me, um, and kept on building and building and building. And I know she was holding, Felicia was holding this offense the whole time because she messaged me about this guy she had been major competition with me about and she was like before all this all ever went down it was so weird she was like i think you that uh that person could be the one you're supposed to marry and i thought that was so odd because i'm like this guy's my friend like literally and i've told you about my relationship so i don't know why you would go ahead and and say this i'm like that's weird but i thought nothing of it So after she did all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, that was her way of saying that, okay, uh, well, I'm really mad at you because this guy won't, I feel like this guy wants you. I'm deeply convinced that this guy wants you. I want him. He don't want me. He ain't been showing me that he's interested in me. And I'm finally now just now accepting that this guy don't want me. So here is, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop being your friend and I'm going to make you think that it's your fault. And so I was just like, 
you know, this is some weird stuff. It was totally weird, y'all. Like this experience I've had. And I was just like, you know what? It's some weirdos out there that's doing all this weird stuff in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ, saying that they're a Christian, you know, going to these churches, but they're super bitter. They are super hurt. They are super depressed. They're super down. And there are resources to help. You know, all around you, I feel like God, God keeps on sending messages to you through other people that, you know, he allows in your life, uh, through your parents, through your friends, through your job. If my boss says something to me, like if my lead would say something to me, um, and he would say like, shell, you doing this? And I'd be like, man, like I would take that into consideration. Even if I felt like I wasn't doing it, I'd be like, you know what? Let me just see. Cause and David even said it. He was like, you know, they were telling him that he should pretty much kill somebody uh, because they were telling him about himself. And he was like, don't, we're not going to kill this person. It was a person in leadership because what they're saying about me could be true. And I thought that was such a humble way to approach correction. He was, and the person was like straight dissing David. This is in the Bible. I mean, the Bible doesn't say dissing, but he was really, and I believe it was Saul. And he was saying all this evil stuff about David. Like if all of this was true, David was a really evil man. But David was like, no, we're not going to kill this person for speaking up unless if they're, because they could be telling the truth. So, you know, I feel like a lot of us shy away from the truth because it doesn't paint us in a good light. Majority of us are like those mighty men who wanted to kill that person because they were telling David all these things that were not pleasant things to hear about yourself from someone in leadership. Majority of us are like that and God will use our jobs. He will use people around us to get us to change, to see the error in our ways, to get us to show us like, hey, you're doing this, you need to cut it out. Or he'll deal with it to, he'll do it to deal with the rebellion in our hearts. He'll put someone over us that will tell us something and we don't like it. He'll give us a leader that, you know, is hard to like. He'll give us a leader that tell us the truth about ourselves in love and we don't be liking it. And then he'll give us a pastor that offends us and we'll be like, well, if I'm offended, I'm leaving the church. And that is the problem. So you have a bunch of offended people that are walking around claiming friendships, claiming relationships like, oh yeah, we're friends. We're cool. You know, good at soul ties, good at developing a thing, but terrible at follow through. And there, there may be some people that are really, really hurting out there that are really genuinely your friends. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that are like this so-called friend, Felicia, who does all this stuff that gets you emotionally involved and envelops themselves in your whole life, dwells into your life saying, oh, we're going to be friends. But in your heart, you know, mm-mm. and from the beginning, I knew mm-mm, because I saw so many of these traits but I had to let her situation play out because I'm the type of person I let you dig your own grave. I let you build up so much evidence as to why I should never do it again because I'm the type of person I believe in second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, a millionth chances. And a lot of times with my relationships that have become toxic, it'd be the Lord himself, Yah himself, who has to separate, create this separation, this set apartness. 
and has to bring holy friends into my life. And I may actually be one of those people who has to be lonely for a while and only have a couple people that I actually even deal with. And that's cool with me because in this process of growing, we have to learn how to trim the fat from our lives. Some people are just fat. They're taking up space. They are empty calories. They're just doing us no good. And there are some people who are good for us. And even though we don't like them, like the first time I ever tried kombucha, did not like it because kombucha tastes weird, but it's so healthy for you. And it has so many good, um, good vitamins and so many good things that it does in your, in probiotics. That's what's in it. It's probiotics and it helps your gut. It helps your gut to be healthy. So when I first tried, I'm like, no. So what's more pleasant to do? Drink, you know, um, a milkshake, a strawberry milkshake, or drink this kombucha. It's more pleasant to drink that milkshake, but the milkshake could tear your stomach up and the probiotics could actually restore. So when you're, you know, when you are choosing friends, it's not going to always feel great in friendship. It's not going to always feel lovely. It's not going to taste good going down when people tell you the truth, but you need to surround yourself by people who will give you the truth and who will tell you like, Hey babes, you're doing wrong. Hey, I noticed you said this on social, you out of line, or you know what, what you did to her wasn't right. You need people that's going to check you. Like, why are you negative about every person? Why are you saying this about this person? Got this against this person? Got this against that person? You never go back to that church because of this. And all around you, you're building up. Uh, um, it's like you're leaving people in your wake of people who you're offended at. And instead of forgiving, instead of getting on the wave of forgiveness and allowing God to work on your heart, you are determined that that person cannot pay off the debt that they have uh, they have made with you. And Jesus speaks of this. Yeshua speaks of this. Yahuwah speaks of this. However you did identify the Messiah, the Mashiach, he speaks of this. He speaks of a debtor. There was one man who owed a huge debt to him, uh, to the king. And the king forgave him his debt. It was, in our day, it would be millions, billions of dollars. And he went and found someone who owed him the equivalent of about 50,000, 50K. And he told that man to pay him the debt. And he didn't give him grace and mercy and forgive him the way the king did. And when the king's servants saw this and they reported it to the king... The king had him locked up until he could pay the whole debt that he owed, which is millions. He was going to spend the rest of his life in eternity. In eternity there in captivity because he would not forgive that man. And there are little offenses that people have done to these people who are good at building these soul ties. And they are so offended that they just move from one relationship to the next, 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 to the next. Because they believe this idea that social media puts out there that your friends have to be the ones that make you feel good. Your friends have to always be the one who have your back and support you. They never say what you need to do as a friend. And so in this, in this moment, I want to take the time because I've said a lot <laughs> and it, I mean, I could talk about this topic all day long because I have firsthand experience about these so-called friends because people think because I'm a positive person that I will never tell them the truth. And I deal with straight shooters all the time. 
And <laughs> to a point where my my manager once told me it's like you're just too direct. <laughs> you're too blunt. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> but I deal with people that are just straight shooters all the time. And when you deal with people who just sh- shoot straight, they don't, you know, they're not caring about your feelings at the moment because they know that the hurt doesn't mean uh, the hurt actually keeps you from something that will destroy you. So that temporary feeling of hurt, of, of having your feelings hurt, and maybe even bar- embarrassment. Sometimes when friends tell you the truth about yourself, you're a little embarrassed, like, damn, I was doing that. But then when you throw your p- pride away and you say, I would rather be a whole healthy person than to be out here unhealthy, but still being able to walk around in my pride and look down on other people, you realize that, you know what? It's worth it to have someone who will tell me the truth. I would rather have someone around me that's going to tell me the truth than to have someone. I don't even trust people who tell me only good things about myself. I don't because it's like I have my days when I'm short patient, when I'm mean, when I can be spiteful, when I can be petty. I have all these days because I'm a human being. And guess what you do, too? So I don't care who, how nice or kind of a person you think everybody has a breaking point and everybody has their boiling point. Everybody has their things that people do that just send them over the edge a little bit. And if people only tell you the truth about your, they only tell you, you know, the good things about yourself, they don't really love you. So in conclusion, building relationships takes truth and building soul ties just happens to have all you have to have is a good feeling about someone else and a good feeling will only last for a a little while but relationships that are built on truth will last forever guys and look for that in every relationship you have whether it be a marriage or a job look for people who will help you grow because of the truth and you don't maybe not everything that someone tells you is true But at the same time, some of the stuff people are saying is true. And if we only find people who tell us good things, we're not really living our fullest, best lives. So until next time, let's chat. I'm out.